What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. good pretty good week man we're here in the dog days of summer Mm -hmm. in eugene oregon it's uh you know hitting the high uh 70s it's it's a fucking killer (laughs) (laughs) while people in the middle of the country right now are listening to this going fuck you dude it's Mm -hmm. like 112 like my fucking dog just caught on fire right yeah um so i wanted to share with you and with everybody out there first i wanted to say thank you to all of our patrons at Patreon. Um, we got a new one this week. Um, oh, yeah? The person's name is Devin, and um, I don't know. Devin says, I, I said thank you for um, for becoming a patron, and Devin says, thanks, guys. You are the best. I've been listening to the podcast since I entered recovery almost 11 months ago. My boyfriend, my boyfriend was my partner in crime while drinking and using, but continued to drink while I was sober. I would listen Damn. to your podcast while I made dinner during the week. He would actually ask for me to play it. And now, drum roll, he's two weeks into sobriety himself. Rad. I can't say you guys are the reason, and I don't, I don't, I don't think we are, but... I don't want to be anybody's <laughs> reason for anything, dude. But I think you helped him realize that real men... I'm flattered, but, you know, uh, like himself. Oh, it's not about me. I forgot. See, Jerry? Um, Real men like himself aren't afraid to seek help and admit they can't do everything on their own. Sincerely, thank you. Not just for how you helped me when I was feeling down and alone, but how you're helping so many others by being honest, authentic, and fucking entertaining. Rad. Thank you. That's fucking, that touched my heart, dude. Oh. That's really that's really great to hear. So I mean, congratulations that's... to both of you. Get some some uh, some sparkling juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Get some. La get a couple a of carrot cake. Get a LaCroix, maybe a couple <laughs> of CZs, couple of Coke Zeros. Get weird, you know. Watch Stranger mm-hmm. Things. I don't know. That's 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 great though, man. I love that. That that I'm gonna be in a good mood after this podcast for a change. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and here's um here's another one uh, from Tatiana. And she says, uh, hello, John and Jerry. Greetings from Colorado. Happy belated birthday to you both. And this was this was um, sent a couple weeks ago. But I know my sober birthday is very special to me, so I hope you each had a great day and your livers got you a card. <laughs> and Jerry, I hope your beard went without a fight. I wanted to send you a heartfelt thanks to you. Thank you to you both for your podcast. And I have been looking... I have been looking for a great sober podcast and hadn't found anything that really resonated until I found yours. 
I like that the steps and principles are discussed, but not ad nauseum. I like that you guys are so close and that you have memories of both drinking and being getting sober together. I like the way you talk about sobriety. AA is a part of my sobriety, and I couldn't do sober without it. I tried. But I also have built a lovely new life for myself that includes journaling and meditation and yoga, and those things are equally as important to me. So I appreciate you for for supporting a well-balanced approach to sobriety and even exploring other avenues to sobriety. I appreciate you, uh, and now you know I am listening. Your sober sister, Tatiana. So Damn, dude. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Tatiana and Devin. Y'all are dope. Yeah. And Devin's, uh, you know, old man, partner, whatever. Mm-hmm. Homie. I think homie, that's really cool homie. because, you know, it's hard. I mean, when you, if you have somebody who's if you're drinking and then you get sober and then I've heard stories of where the, the, the other person spouse, is, the yeah, spouse or is the still... partner is just wilding out. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that's rough. So that's rough, um, but that's great, man. I love both those. That's fucking rad. My beard went without a fight. It was the easy. I've, I've been growing out these Wolverine chops. <laughs> yeah. Oh we'll yeah. Yeah. Retired. I'm like retired Wolverine now. <laughs> if he was like five, nine old Logan, Tattoo. Oh, Logan. Does Logan yeah. have tattoos? He's got a couple tattoos, probably. No, because right? the healing no. factor would just heal off the tattoos. Oh, yeah, that I'm like, sucks. I'm, a, I'm like Logan with a like a his face if his face were like a white chocolate raisin net, you know, like <laughs> Logan with a uh, I don't tiny, know. tiny, mm. little tiny Logan. Um, this one comes. That's from, fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, this one. You got from, more. I got one like, more. Goddamn, I got one Christmas more from the mailbag. This um, is great from the mailbag, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, This one's from John. It says, just wanted to check in and thank you guys for the podcast. I listen every Friday and thoroughly enjoy it. The recent bonus episodes have been great, too. I've been sober since January 14th, 2016, and just just turned 50 this year. 33-plus years with with it getting worse and worse every year, especially the last few years, uh, which were miserable. I lost a a brother to this in 2011 and two of my best friends. This shit is no joke, and it is a drug. Amazing how taking one thing out of my life has had a ripple effect and made everything else better. I couldn't, wouldn't stop for years because of the FOMO. I could, I could not envision life without alcohol as everything revolves around it. It's awful how accepted and encouraged alcohol consumption is in our society. We're the lucky ones who go out, go out of that shit show and realize what an illusion the FOMO really is, and what a waste of time life, what a, what a waste of time slash life booze is. I got so used to feeling like shit every day that I had no idea how good I could feel sober and able to think clearly and have fun. LOL. All right, I'm rambling. Sorry. Thank you again, and keep up the good work. So, man, John, that's great. <clears throat> that's John. um. That's I mean. That's fucking rad too, dude. Damn. Yeah. Dude. You, I always say you got to turn that FOMO into NOMO, you know? Into mean? <laughs> <laughs> NOMO good. drinking, that's you know? That's good, yeah. yeah. Yo, a uh, little circle C right there. That's a Jerry Wagner copyright. Yes. Turn, turn that, that FOMO, FOMO into, into NOMO. NOMO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm sincerely fucking touched by that. And it's hard to express that without feeling like everybody's like, oh, he's faking it. Fake motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, that's really that means a lot to me, man. That yeah. I don't Yeah. It's just weird to hear like even three people we've never met, even those three, man, like 
I'm just some dude in his wife's office. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. I just, I hung out today and like played Days Gone and then did a podcast. You know? Is that good? That one? Days yeah. Gone. Yeah. It's like Sons Anarchy with zombies. It's dope. Okay. All right. Except Sons Anarchy wasn't that. It was all right. Yeah. But this is like biker shit. Anyway. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like genuinely, genuinely touched right now. That is great. Yeah. I wanted to share those with you. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you, listeners. It's great to to get these um, get these calls from or get these messages from people uh, that we know and and people that we don't know as well. And just yeah, it's really because I know that sometimes I feel like I don't know who's listening or if I'm trying, I get too worked up in in like trying to figure out what the you know uh, what the stats are from the SoundCloud page to the Apple page right. and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't know. We didn't reach X amount of downloads this week, and who the hell is listening to this? And so, I, I that's it's a nice reminder that those things are not important, and that people are actually getting help from this. Yeah. And, and also that we're entertaining. <laughs> That's <so> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, I'm just looking to entertain you and me a little bit. Yeah. I'm more looking to make you laugh than anything else. Right. Just because I gotta crack that fucking John facade. Mm, right. Uh-huh. I gotta get in there and crack it right open. <laughs> um. So yeah, I it's it's pretty cool. Um. You mm-hmm. guys know our sponsors. Um. You should uh, go buy a t-shirt or don't. Um, yeah, Green but, Camel Press. Yep, for all your all your hand drawn analog, <laughs> analog to digital, analog arsenal aiming at your arteries. And yeah, and then uh, what is it? Gluten is the new wheat. No, uh, <laughs> who needs gluten? <laughs> gluten, gluten is the new Josh Wheaton. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Glutenberg or some Steve shit. Glutenberg is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gluten is not your problem. And um, the other uh, Rashida and John is the podcast I do with my Rashida girlfriend. Rashida and John, yeah. So that's lovely. With all of that said, um, today is the letter C, and I would like to. We're gonna kind of do a little bit of a combo here, and you know, we'll see where it goes. But I, I wanted to talk about connection and finding some kind of connection, especially after last week's episode. And if you go back and listen to last week's episode, there may have been some what sounded like some disjointed conversation a little bit. I don't think it sounded bad, but there were just some some like lags in our responses right. because yeah, my it was com- a delay. A delay. My computer was like overheating and there was issues with the FaceTime and so on and so forth. And so, um, you know, I thought, oh, connection. We had a bad connection. We have a poor connection, right? And so, look at that. Talk about making sure that you have, that I have a good connection to multiple things. You know, whether it be trying to still figure out the connection to my higher power or making time to do this podcast every week, even if we can't right. do it on our regular time, we go, okay, well, let's do it here and there and move things around because it's important. Um, right. Or whatever my program is, you know, one of the um, one of the listeners talked about journaling and meditation, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I got to start meditating again. I haven't done that shit in a while. Same here, dude. Um, and I don't know why. I don't have any excuses. Right. It's not like you just do it for fifteen <laughs> minutes. All you gotta do is lay still for fifteen minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. listen to some new age. Or yeah. I listen to a Tibetan the bowl. You know, oh, okay. The, the, the bowl, yeah. Or I listen to this. Um, Oh man, why is his name is Alan Watts? 
does a, a guided meditation that's oh, yeah? really fucking rad. Yeah, I like Alan Watts, man. I like some of this I do stuff. too. Is it Alan Watts? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Not the yeah, not, I'm, I Not Reggie Watts, the comedian? No, not Reggie Watts. <laughs> For some reason I was trying to confuse him with the dude who wrote The Watchmen, but that's a different dude. That's uh anyway, that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, Alan Watts is great. And um yeah. there was a video game for the PlayStation called like I think it was just called Everything. And it was very bizarre and non-linear, and you kind of floated around, and you could become an entire nebulae, and you could go all the way down to becoming like a speck of dust and a and a atom. It was very bizarre. It was like it was like an art project more than it was really? a game. It was fascinating, yeah. but there were periods in the game where it would be narrated by Alan Watts. It would just be like him talking from one of his lectures. It was very bizarre. Right? They were they didn't call him up and they're like, "Yo, Alan, <laughs> no. we know you died in the '60s, but." We need Can to. We get, we're gonna do a deep ghost. fake. Yeah, we're gonna deep fake you in 1991. <laughs> Wait, but the PS2 was out in like 97 or 98. Well, this was brand new. This is. Did I say PS2? I'm at PS4. But um. Oh, it's anyway. brand new. Shit, I'm gonna have to look for it now. I'll get find weird. it. Yeah, it was. It was entertaining for a little while. I didn't. There's yeah. no like. I don't know that there's any plot or point to it but you just kind of yeah, do but, it you know some of those are great like firewatch remember when we I, played that that and was awesome just, just walking simulator just walking around but the way shit. that they told the it. story was great yeah so mm-hmm. um any but back to the back to the yeah thing it's about- not really about we're just being connected <laughs> to our ps4s um connection finding connection and one of the things is there's this um there's that uh youtube video uh kurdistan or in a nutshell, Kurtz, it's it's Kurtz gets sacked. Kurtz gets sacked. What did I say? It's, it's pronounced Kurtz get sacked. Kurtz get sacked. Yeah, um, Kurtz get sacked with a T sacked. at the end, like sacked. Sacked. Um. Anyway, it's some weird German shit narrated it, by a British dude. Right, and they say <laughs> the the gist of the five minute video is that addiction, the opposite of addiction, is connection, and that they talk mm-hmm. about the rat city. And you, yeah. I've I've read this about this before, and I've I've listened to other podcasts and videos about Rat City, and then basically the the gist is if you put a rat in a cage and you have you have a bottle of water and you have a bottle of like cocaine water, the rat will go for the cocaine water. But yeah, if you have it in Rat Heaven, Rat City, and it has all other rats and it has food and it has um, you know things to play with or whatever, it will inevitably not go for the cocaine water at all. And so the idea is that given the choice between drugs and community, um, some being in love with something that you that you know a person or a thing or a project or a hobby or a job, that that will fulfill you. That you will not feel the desire to take drugs that like your grandma doesn't turn into a heroin addict because she had a hip replacement and had to be in the hospital so how do you feel about that um summation of alcoholism or or addiction uh i think it's (laughs) i know you don't well i think it's kind of dangerous okay (laughs) i think it's a little dangerous this idea of connectivity being the opposite of addiction um it was based off of a study by a guy named Bruce Alexander in the late 70s. He did the Rat City thing. And uh, then this dude named Johan something did a TED Talk on it. Mm-hmm. But I guess when this Bruce Alexander guy came out with the study, it was pretty controversial. Like People pushed against it. And they were like, this isn't really accurate. You're not using the right numbers. But I think dangerous is a, a hard word. But I think the idea is that if a person is isolated, they won't turn to addiction um, I know there's they will? more beyond, or no, they, 
if a person is, I guess the idea is a person who is isolated, who isn't connected with other people, they are have a higher likelihood of becoming an addict. But then the idea is being connected will cure, not cure your addiction, but ease the recovery process, which it, it, I think it'll definitely ease the recovery process. But I, I don't know, man. I just, I look at it like it's, it's, it's uh, difficult to verbalize. It, but the idea is that I, c- addiction in of itself is incredibly complicated and there's a ton of outliers there yes so me i was connected like i had a good family i was married i had a daughter and still was in the throes of addiction so then we have to put into you know put the idea of genetics into it and the idea of environment and the environment i was raised in and the environment i raised was raised in was incredibly turbulent but there was still a family there there was still connection Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yes and when I drank, I mostly in well at the beginning I drank with you guys. I had mm-hmm. friends. I was connected to other drunks. So, I, I think it's only dangerous in the sense that people who are introverts or tend to isolate. I I don't like the idea of that being out there in the world. Like this is this is the best way. This is the opposite way. You know, I'm like, ah, what about the motherfucker who doesn't want to be around other people? Do you know what I mean? What is? Do they just die? You know? Yeah. So. But I do agree with the video in the sense that the war on drugs, the way we fight the war on drugs, the model, that model is incredibly dangerous to our society. It's totally fucking broken the shit out of our society. By just putting people in prison and and then treating them like criminals rather than... Right, right, Mm -hmm. right. Um, So that's why every time I watch, I'm like, God, this is a really oversimplified version of something really complex. mm -hmm. But... I like all the other Kurtzkisack stuff a lot, so I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I do too. They're, I mean, not yeah. only are they they are informative and seem well researched, mostly, um, they're cute, right? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and so uh, you would agree with me that um, for me, the alcoholism was self-diagnosed. Um, there were Word. there were plenty yeah. of people who could have told you before I ever figured it out that there was a problem. Right. But it was yeah. ultimately self-diagnosed that I was addicted to alcohol, and the way that I came to understand it and to fix it and to rectify it was through you know my program, which which diagnoses it as or or describes it as a spiritual malady, right? Right, right. So mm-hmm. that makes a little bit of sense that connection and being connected to um, something I love, a hobby, or uh, friends and family or right, um, right or you know when we talk about finding that higher power and something something greater than myself um, right so that makes sense to a certain extent but i i agree with you in that if somebody doesn't feel like being connected and you know uh or even if somebody that doesn't feel like being around other people because i know i understand that feeling very much these days yeah, dude. you know I, people are whacked <laughs> i don't need that shit and, you know wanting to be able to go out there and 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 have empathy and and care for people and be excited to meet new people and some days mm-hmm. i'm just like man i just need to get into the grocery store grab this shit and go and hope i don't run into anybody i know so that i don't have to talk about it so i can get home and do the things that i want to do right um so I think to a certain extent connections important for everybody regardless of whether or not you yes. have I agree with that. substance abuse issues right 
And what do they right. call it in like the um, what is it the the DSM MS DS the uh, the the DSM the uh, yeah I think it's but called it's called the DSM. like alcohol abuse syndrome or something they have yes very... it's alcohol abuse syndrome yeah so it, it's in the DSM yeah in the, the DSM. diagnostic it's the di- I'll look we okay. have phones right here yes. I don't know why I'm not looking <laughs> on my phone but so yes it's and that they mm-hmm. talk about it as a medical condition um not as alcoholism but as a medical condition that has um a gradation right there's different there's different levels of your uh, your addictive behavior your right. addictive involvement my you know i don't want to say your because i'm not necessarily talking to anybody out there but um in the book they talk about that in the D- dsm dm dms yeah the diagnostic and statistical manual thank we're you at, we're at we're at edition number uh four dsm so you go look it up, and it, and this gives you some pretty dry and clinical information about it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I have found that being connected to other alcoholics has been infinitely and pr- might quite possibly what helped cure me in the beginning, or in, yes. and even today, even as right as, as early as you know last Sunday, you know, or talking with you. Right, because I go, hey man, I was feeling like this, and you're like, well, that's that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's it, simple as that. It'd be like that. It'd be like that, dude. Sometimes it'd be like that, and sometimes that's all I need to hear. And then right. I go, okay, it'd be like that sometimes. Well, <laughs> well, then I guess it'd just be like that sometimes. Then I can move away from it. Now, right. I and I'll I'll give you my my personal example was I was at a meeting. And it was, there was a lot of good talk and there was a lot of people that I'm excited to see at least for an hour a week. Right. And I left and I didn't feel inspired or hopeful, or I didn't get the good, good, good squishy feeling and and happy ray of sunshine that I usually get after, after sitting with those folks. And I didn't just go like, well, fuck it. This ain't working. Um, but I think it had some, you know, some things to do with my unresolved issues with my father. Um, you know, when I hear stories of people who have reconciled with children or reconciled with parents gotten sober and they're like, I'm so glad. And I heard this thing. Um, somebody said, uh, basically that they were not there for their kids and they were so, it ended up they had come to the come to terms with the fact that I had to get out of the way for my children to grow up. Like it, it ended up being a good thing that I was gone rather than being in their life and being destructive and had to mm-hmm. get fixed so that I could meet this person, my child, some years down the road and develop a real relationship. And I was, you know, and then in my head, what pops up is like, why couldn't my fucking dad get out of my way? You know, why did I right. have to be what? And so immediately I'm stuck in my own head about, what is my problem and why can't I have what they have? And I, I was just getting jealous or envious. Right. Building some resentments. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's got to break out their little cub reporter notebook and do a four step. That's all. I'm so, and that's, the, and then that's kind of like, that's kind of what this is in, in a certain way, because, that, mm-hmm. and that's what I've, and that's what I came to because everybody else, and I can't say everybody else, but my impression was that, there was a lot of positive feed, you know, positive discussion 
positive, you know, sobriety in there and that I was having my own issues that I need to figure out that I yeah. need to, that I need to come to terms with so I can move on so I can continue to keep that connection. Right. Yeah. And, um, so it's important. I, I, I don't think that I could isolate. Like if I just stopped doing this with you or if I stopped calling you or stopped texting you, you would probably think like, Hey, something's wrong. Whether John or not- went out and got fucked up again, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, he's probably drinking. I gotta call him now and be like, dude, are you drinking? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it yeah. and so I see that the importance of connectivity in that sense. Absolutely. I think what worried not worried, but what felt problematic to me was the idea that it was all you needed was connectivity. They were like yeah, see, we fucking took the rats and gave them a, a home, and now they don't want to get fucked up anymore. I'm like, yeah, I see it, but also, and the same thing with the soldiers coming home from Vietnam, and I really felt like it was a change of environment more than it was being connected. Because if you had taken that soldier's family and put them in Vietnam with them, and every day he had to punch out to go kill motherfuckers and come back, he'd still be doing heroin. Right. So it's these they would all be doing overs- heroin. Right? It, exactly. Like, exactly. These mosquitoes are as big as fucking sparrows. But I, th- I think it's just this round oversimplification yes. of it. Which, which is fine. It's YouTube. We're not asking for groundbreaking shit here, you know. But uh, I do like the point you made, though, about connectivity in the sense of being connected to even art or something, some way of expressing or some way of expressing yourself, right? Because I really do believe the core of addiction has a lot to do with isolation in the sense of not being isolated physically from the people around you, but being isolated mentally mm-hmm. from what's going on around you, you know, because, and especially that hopeless feeling of isolation, that desert island feeling that I'm the only one here. I'm the only one who knows this shit. And so I can see the effectiveness of connectivity in going out and hearing other people going, oh, I'm familiar with that desert island. I was on the one right next to you. Do you know what I mean? We should have made a coconut phone or something. <laughs> coconut phone. Yeah, like Gilligan's Island, mm-hmm. dude. You know, like, yeah. But so I, I can see the it, incredible value in that. And that has been helpful to me. Even to people, you're like really one of the only other, uh, You, it's you and maybe one or two other AA people I really talk to. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I just I walk into the rooms. I hear what they have to say. I smile. I'm polite. I read the promises at the end. Hell, I'll read the big long how it works at the beginning. I don't give a fuck. I like it, you know, but like I'm not – I don't know, man. I'm not like, yo, I'm going to go have barbecue dinner with you guys and shoot the shit because I'm nervous. I don't know anybody. And what if I say some stupid shit or, yeah, you know, what if real Jerry comes out and just fucking wiles out and says something gross and everybody's like, oh, that like, dude is. Oh, man, you're not who we super thought you uncouth. were. Yeah, yeah, we thought you were like this convict with a heart of gold and you just turned out to be a really <laughs> fucking just... sensitive crybaby. Yeah, you're just kind of a gross jerk who likes to listen to Morrissey. Right, exactly. I'm <clears> like, yo, y'all, y'all over here at Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. No, seriously. Y'all see what's happening on X Hamster? There's no hamsters on it at all. Yeah. I was looking for hamsters the other day. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's just people fucking. Um, what do you think about um, also the connection of uh, – I we use this a lot because we both use the same calorie counting app, so I'm going to use this metaphor or this analogy. Like, go ahead, yeah. Um, about being accountable. Now, not that – now, in the beginning, I had 
somebody who I had a mentor, right? I had a sponsor. I had somebody who I would talk to every week and I would discuss things with and I would check in with and who might have questions for me and who might right. want to know had I send me home with homework, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, but when I had think about this calorie counting app and we were talking about whether or not to like fudge calories and you know right, how much exactly. popcorn did I have four cups or five cups and like right who am I really hurting by saying I only had four cups of popcorn tonight so that yeah. I can have some watermelon later tonight and then still make right. it make it look good on the page or on the yeah. uh, on the phone on the app um so what do you what do you do to keep yourself accountable Jerry to your sobriety these days. Is oh, there... I thought you were gonna ask about the My Fitness Pal app. I'm like, I, <laughs> no. I usually I overestimate. Yes, honestly. yeah. So I yeah. I do too. I do too. I overestimate because I would get into but, those. Like moments. we were laughing. Yeah, we were laughing because like the only person I'm fucking over is me. Uh-huh. It's like I'm reporting into the calorie boss who's like, uh. <laughs> but as far as my recovery, I forgot the question already. No, what, I how just, do I hold myself accountable? I, how do you hold yourself accountable? Or is there is there anybody else? I mean, do you, whether or not it's your wife. Um, or sponsor, or is there is there anything you I, I do, do on a regular? <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, not really. I do this, and I go to meetings once a week, but mm-hmm. sometimes twice a week if I'm feeling a little froggy. But, like, I talk to my wife about it a lot. And I, actually, my nine-year-old daughter, I don't talk to her about the crazy shit, but she knows what I am and what I'm made of. But I'm really open with both of them about it. I'm usually – you seem to be my most accountable person. Is I, got, I get on this thing every Monday, sometimes Tuesday if I got to go see a weird movie. Yeah. And uh, it's usually you, you know, and then you'll check in and I'll check in. You'll send me some meme on Instagram and it's like, I don't know, dude, some back to the future meme. But it's like <laughs> back, back to the fucking vodka or something. Hey, if anybody but, um, out there makes memes, I'd love to see a back to the vodka meme for Jerry. Um. Yeah, hook it up. Back to the vodka. Except I never drank vodka. No. I did drink vodka. I went to vodka once because I thought the whiskey was making me too mean. Sure. Turns out yeah. the vodka made me just as fucking mean. <laughs> Who'd have thought, man? Science, hard science. But I mean, so okay, so 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 you talk to your to your wife. You talk to your you know you yeah. talk to your daughter. You yeah. and I talk all the times, but it's not like None I'm of like this shit is a secret, man. Yeah. Like is if I felt like I wanted to drink, I tell her. I mm-hmm. I tell you, but I don't really feel like it. Sometimes I get a little pull. I think we all get the pull. Mm-hmm. It's the psychological aspect of addiction is the motherfucker. The physical part, write it out. Go to the hospital if you're sick enough. They'll give you some barbiturates and you can physically write it out. But it's the psychological dependence, like. That fucking weird mind trick your brain is like, this will fix things. And it doesn't. It just takes a big shit all over him. Mm-hmm. So I think when I feel that pull and that draw, I either hit you up. And I talk to Megan all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, that made me itchy or, oh, you know. But she was there with me through the whole drunk, you know, so she yeah. knows. She knows. Yeah. I like to, I, you know what? And I'm way open. I mean, if there's somebody in the Eugene area who's listening to this and they see me at a meeting like talk to me. I'll totally talk to you. I'll be friendly. Yeah. I might be a little nervous because I don't want to say some weird shit. So I'm always watching myself. I should just be me, to be honest with you. But it takes time. I'm a work in progress, man. It's hard to be. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to be me. It is really hard to be genuine sometimes around people, especially in the rooms, because I'm like, oh. Or even if somebody like, new wants to talk to me. Right. 
they're like, so what do you, what do you, and I'm like, dude, I don't even have a sponsor I work with anymore. Like, I'm probably doing this shit the absolute wrong way. Don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but then again, I'm saying that on a podcast. So, you know, I got that going. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I shared, I was, I was, um, I shared. Did you share? I sh- you open up? Well, I shared it at a, at a meeting and, um, and then it was just by, I got tapped on the shoulder at the last minute. Like I didn't know it was going to happen. And, uh, oh. but one of the, somebody else had said like, they, they were like, yeah, you're working a really good program. And, and then I started to think in my own head, I was like thinking about all the, the ways that I don't and like what I should be doing. And, and maybe I don't need to put so much self doubt into myself about it because yes, things are working. Right. They're working pretty well and they can always work better. And I'm like you said, a work in progress. I'm going to continue to do this and maybe I'll, you know, crack the book a little bit more or read something else or, you know, write something else, which I think is for me is really helpful is to put it down on paper. Um, right. So the programs are, are widely different. And however, anybody. Uh, right. And it's all suggestions. You know, I mean, the person who hardlines you and says, this is the way you have to do it or you'll die. I'm like, yo, chill the fuck out, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know me personally. This may your last responses may have died and I'm that's fucked up. But like, you don't you know, you don't know how you don't know me as an individual you know right. me as a drunk sure you know that i'm an alcoholic because you're an alcoholic and game recognized game but mm-hmm. you know like i don't know man maybe we are working a good program maybe we're working yeah. i don't know i mean i don't want to get i don't want to get drunk i don't want to drink no i don't even i you know what it's not even that i consciously think i don't want to drink anymore i just don't think about it as much mm-hmm. and hopefully one day i won't think about it at all but right now i don't think about it nearly as much no it goes away. Yeah, it starts to lessen over time. Can I ask you, can we go back? Um, and you said that Let's you... Let's go back. <laughs> back to the future. It's going to get uncomfortable, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think so. No, I'm just curious. Nah. You said you said your daughter knows what you are, who you are, and like, what, yeah, is, what she... was the conversation? You, I'm just curious, because she's, what, nine or ten? And like, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine myself as a kid. Like, Well, I mean, if she, I, I, I got sober and she was, I think, like three or four. I got sober in July and her birthday was in February Mm -hmm. and she had turned four. So she was three when I got sober. And so I just, uh, I think she was about six or seven and she was laying on my bed and I was pulling stuff out of my dresser looking for things. And I had a a Chivas bag, Mm -hmm. like a purple Chivas bag. And it was full of my AA chips. (laughs) It was full of all my chips. Right. And so she opens up the Chivas bag and she's all, what are all these coins? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I get those. Once a month, I was I used to get those once a month for not drinking, and she's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And so I had explained to her like, "Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Like, I don't know because you're a little kid. I don't want to blow your fucking mind or make it too complex. <laughs> but basically, like, I used to drink alcohol so much that it was like that's all I wanted to do on top other than anything else, you know. And so these coins, I'd get one once a month just to remind me, you know." You know, it's an incentive, okay. you know. And so ever since then, she's just kind of known, oh, these are the prizes you get for not drinking. <laughs> this, is, this is the Cracker right? Jack. Yeah. Like prizes. I get to ch- turn them all in at the end and get a big fucking stuffed bear or something. <laughs> right, their tickets at the uh, at the ski ball or something Yeah, like that. exactly. Like Counter. I just get a shitty fucking Chinese finger cups and a slap <laughs> bracelet that just says, just for today on it. Ah. <laughs> uh. FOMO into NOMO. Just dude, FOMO into NOMO. Those are slap braces, dude. Um, okay. I mean, that's cool. Like, I'm just trying to, I'm just imagining. She like, knows I'm an alcoholic. <clears throat> and as she gets older, the concept of it 
becomes more apparent. I hope, I really hope that barking dog goes right into the podcast. <laughs> Somebody probably just walked by enjoying their evening. But um, uh, yeah, it's, um, I lost my train of thought. Is that your dog or my dog? Yeah, it's Coco. Oh, okay. You got a dog? No, I don't, but there's usually one out in the yard somewhere next door. Oh no, that's that's a little Coke, dude, oh, okay. a little Coco. Yeah, a little rum and cocoa. Rum and cocoa. We, we were talking about your uh, your daughter um, getting more of an idea of it now that she's older. And... She just she just it can conceptualize it a little mm-hmm. better than when she was five or six, and it comes up every once in a while. And uh, I don't know, man. She's a little kid, so they're pretty accepting. They adapt pretty easily. I right. mean, they adapt to their surroundings quickly. So I think the mm-hmm. idea of me being, you know, who or what I am, mm-hmm. is a lot easier for her to swallow than say my <clears throat> wife. You know, me changing on my wife. But, I mean, she was, uh, I mean, your wife, I'm sure, was quite happy, or at least... She was relieved, she but relieved. things... Yeah. But, I mean, how much turbulence is there in the beginning? Sure. You know, I mean, it's not as bad as, like, the crying jags and kicking down a door and threatening to kill myself, but it was definitely, like, there was a lot of emotional turbulence, man. There was a lot of work and a lot of cleaning up to do. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of cleaning up to do. You know, there's still things... There's still things that need to be not addressed necessarily, but, you know, mended. They take time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I think I've learned mostly in my recovery is that things take time. Yeah. That's maybe what I'm connecting to. I like I like throwing that word yes. back in. since we're <laughs> the And then creativity. In. We haven't even hit the creativity no. yet. Well, I've been working with uh, Apple Loops on GarageBand, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. I actually have been, but. Um, yeah, we were going to talk about creativity today, too, just because we were, I think we were both feeling it. And then. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it but just this connection meander down this path. Yeah, I just like when I think about because I spend I don't want to say I spend a lot of time alone, but I spend a fair amount of time by myself working on things and doing my own stuff, and and so not being because I, mean, I can I have every opportunity to drink, mm-hmm. but absolutely, and you're alone. <clears throat> right so i have every yeah. opportunity there's booze in the house right now that my roommates have like there's there's yeah. gin in the freezer which is totally like something i would do and then cut it with some i don't know grape juice or something but um something nasty gross yeah that's so gross but um i try to just be <laughs> <laughs> i get connected with like and speaking of creativity is getting excited about something that i'm working on and whether even if it's just like finding apps on my phone to do weird basically like i think of myself as the adult swim bumper kind of art that's what i like to right. do I yeah like i've noticed weird... that it's good <laughs> i mean some of it's some of it's good and some of it i'm just like i look at it and maybe some maybe you think it's good and i go yeah i was just trying to figure out that one particular app or i was just trying to figure out how to do this or i was trying to connect mm-hmm. this to this and um you know put the video collage with the coloring app and see what happens and right but so and i also am always connected with my girlfriend i mean we if we don't see each other we definitely talk um i think facetime is is a great thing it's super cool to like have a facetime chat with her and then like okay well i'll say good night and then we'll i'll see you tomorrow or if we have plans the next day and and that's super cool um but I love being able to kind of be by myself and work on things and, and whatever the project yeah. is. Right. And um, I know that as of late, you've been a little or you you've expressed being feeling a little burnt out by it all. Right. And I don't know if that's yeah. still mm-hmm. kind of because it's been it, it peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it's my stock and trade is making art for a living. So sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to do 
what I do for a living for fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I would take like side projects outside of work because I'm like, great, now I got to work more and do it in my house. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, I mean, it comes and goes. I still doodle. I still draw every night. I sit with my mm-hmm. iPad and draw for at least 20 minutes. It's just because, but I'm compelled to draw. It's just what I do, you know? But uh, yeah, I mean, there's still other creative things. Like I said, I've been fucking around GarageBand. My wife's been doing these video tours for a realty business. Uh-huh. So I've been making her like white people beats. Yeah, no, I've You know, been like really innocuous. Yeah, most of the, almost all the, uh, all the music. Well, yeah, you know, I make them. Mm-hmm. I make the beats for those with the Apple loops, just trying to figure out how to layer all that stuff. And it's been nothing too fun. dirty, nothing too grimy. Hey man, there can't be like too much slide guitar in it. No dobro, nothing weird like that. Cause then it's like this country home and it's like, no, I can't. Fu- it's gotta be like lots of fucking, you know, major, I mean like mellow upbeat, but major mm-hmm. keys, a little jazzy, just jazzy enough for, you know, these white folks to be like, Hmm, maybe I should spend that money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and you don't ever feel, uh, the, yeah, we've again we've talked about this i think there's a couple uh seasons back we talked about inspiration and feeling like you you lose you would lose inspiration by not drinking nah, but have you have you found yourself to be despite this the most recent you know i don't want to say funk but you know burnout that you have been more prolific in your sobriety than you were in the last few years of drinking not with painting, not but with definitely painting. with drawing and t- and drawing digitally very much so, but not with actually, I've actually slowed down a lot with the acrylic painting, like painting in the garage, but I don't know. I, I But that's because I think I prefer the digital aspect of it more. It's less about the alcohol and more about convenience and that I can draw mm. on my iPad, sit in the living room with my shorts. I don't have to change into a whole different fucking outfit. And Get covered in go paint. Go out and sit, yeah, sit in a hot ass <laughs> garage full of sp- those giant Oregon house fighters and shit. But no, you know, a guy at work asked me the same thing. Oh, do you think your ritual's gone? Like you don't smoke and drink anymore so you can't paint? And I'm like, nah, dude, I churned out a shitload of painting sober. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I just quit right when I got sober. It's like I don't really have time anymore either. I'm either at the tattoo shop or like raising a kid. Yeah. You know, and when I actually painted more when I was drunk because I didn't give a fuck about raising the kid. I just, and I didn't tattoo, I didn't work. I just sat in my garage and got loaded and painted and then, you know, looked looked up music videos on YouTube, you know, and posted them. <laughs> and posted, posted them like on 20 Facebook. fucking Facebook yeah, that remember. nobody gave a fuck about. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're like, oh, he's posting the Pixies again. Mm. Oh, wow. oh, look, it's under the Milky Way by the church. He's probably <laughs> crying in his living room right now. I so, found out okay. through somebody who is not on Facebook many years ago that I had this reputation for getting drunk and posting not just music videos, but just long rants and rambling things on Facebook constantly. And so he's, and he, yeah. he came up to me and he's like, yeah, I, I, I heard you used to do that stuff a lot. And I was like, yeah, man, a lot. I used to do that shit. And you'd be like, yeah, you did. Yeah. So did I though. We were like a tandem team. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was like the Arizona chapter of John's <laughs> school of weirdness. Uh huh. It'd be, it'd be yeah. like two thirty, three thirty, five thirty sometimes, like just up all hours of the night, and it was just—it's embarrassing, man. Like I'm, the f- it is embarrassing, dude. I think about it and cringe. Not uh, for you, for me, for yeah, when I yeah. did it. No. When you did it, it was funny because Ex- it wasn't me doing exactly, it. Exactly. So I was like, right? ha ha, look at this mess. Yeah. Uh huh. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh god, why would I broadcast it to the world? I'm having this miserable time at home. 
wanting to make it into some sort of spectacle. So yeah. it comes up every once in a while on my timeline, like memories or something like that. And I don't, I, I now just delete them. I don't necessarily, I'm not looking forward to like next year's reminder. I don't, I'm not at that point where it's like, yeah, I need this reminder to remind me where I came from. And, and like, I have plenty of those rolling around in my yeah. own head. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not too concerned with what Facebook, uh, <clears throat> has to show me right like four years ago five years ago on this day you decided to write a long rhyming poem that made no fucking sense it was just bad just really really bad and then post five ween videos and then a black crows video (laughs) you know me so well that's i know you really well dude yeah (laughs) um and so speaking of creativity and sobriety and here's another thing that's um that i really like I, i heard that somebody once said you you often or like it was phrased like you often overestimate what you can get done in a day and you underestimate what you can get done in a year and i think that's true for both creativity and and sobriety when i think back to my first few weeks and months of getting sober it was like the day was so long and that was like, oh God, I all I gotta do is not drink, just don't drink, just don't drink, just don't drink. Till you go to sleep. Till I go yeah. to sleep and yeah. then I'd wake up and there you inevitably there was some sort of bad drinking nightmare and I'd wake up going, Oh, okay, God, okay, I, I didn't drink, but I feel terrible and guilty and sad and and yeah. I would call you and you'd be like, Man, your brain's just sorting it out. Just gotta let it like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And the same thing with with uh, with creativity and with art is like there'd be some days where if I wasn't working on something or if I didn't finish something or if I didn't feel like working on it and I was like, man, I feel terrible. I didn't work on this or I just did part of this or I only did this. And 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 then it's like I look back over the year over the last 12 months and I'm like, damn, look at all these things you did. Like mm-hmm. you you actually did produce a lot, whether or not. um it's seen, you know, by everybody or it's even completely finished, you know, whether I, I don't know how many digital drawings or paintings that you have that you've been doing. I mean, you say you do it all the time these days just for work and for fun. But right. You have those little monsters, those ghouls. I don't know if they have any. They're the little gnomes. The yeah. little gnomes, the little fucking spooky gnomes. Fucking gnome home. <laughs> <laughs> um. But those guys are great. I was almost like, dude, you gotta Thanks. send me one of those. I want to fucking. I'm working on this this new animation program. I'm trying to figure out and like where you mm-hmm. you can take the little thing, whatever it is, and the sprite, and you can kind of give it bones and muscles and make it move. And really? Shit. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm still still learning how to use it. I don't know how to use it, but I was like, give me one of those. Send me one of those gnomes so I can fucking make it move. But <laughs> I'll send you one. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to yawn. I'll That's send okay. you one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, um, for sure for me, creativity is just the motivation and the energy to go and do something, you know, whether it yeah. be, whether it be filming something or writing something or drawing Dude, something. it could be anything. It could be working on your car, mm-hmm. mowing your fucking lawn to make it look prettier. Do you know right. what I mean? Like doing yard work, making dinner like mm-hmm. that, that, um, who was that? Was that? Devin, who makes dinner and listens to our podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I do. I listen to podcasts to make dinner. I and I hate making dinner. I'm the only one in this fucking house who cooks. Damn it, <laughs> and I hate it. But I but once I start doing it and I'm listening to a podcast, like I get caught up in the action of doing it mm-hmm. and the the just being in that moment of like making something happen. Not every time, but there are those yeah. little tiny times when it is perfect. And then every other time, I'm like, fuck, man, why am I the only one who cooks in this house? Like, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you know. It's even that, even those simple little chores, there's, they're, they're tedious, but there's something to them. They're and they an can improvement. be, they can be creative and they can yeah. be inspiring. And I'm reading right. this, uh, I'm also doing this, uh, artist's way, uh, book and workbook. And one of the things she was saying, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, 12 step correlations to this book. I highly suggest for anybody who's looking to get more creative <clears throat> or wanting to get more in touch connected with their creativity it's a good book right (laughs) but one of the things was go bake a cake or do something you know like that and if you're if you if sugar's an issue for you then make a fruit salad and i was like that's great sugar is an issue for me but i would love to make a fruit salad so just get down with some fruit man get fruity so i got some peaches and grapes and i bought a plum and i got some apples and even like this afternoon i came home from the grocery store and i had a bag of apples and these two deer are outside and they're not they're not too scared of me. They know that I'm I'm cool and I was like, I'm just going to throw them an apple. And I threw like an apple down and the littlest one, like the smaller one, was kind of nibbling at it and then the bigger one who was far away got up and came over and like shoved the little one out of the way and like like Oh yeah. gave him like a kick with his hoof or her hoof. Oh, we're heard. Like Damn. just whap on the head on the snout and started mm-hmm. eating the apple and the little one kind of went away for and I just kind of hung out there with him for a little while. And it was cool. It was just like something I wouldn't have experienced had I been. If you wouldn't have bought those apples, well, and if I wouldn't have bought those apples, deer. or I, or I would have spent the money on fucking apple cider and sat in my house and watched Netflix and got as drunk been as mad I could. at nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck you, deer. You don't know about loneliness, hardship, deer. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe the deer. I don't know if the deer knows about loneliness, but. There's some scars on those deers. Like nature. Is well, no yeah, joke. that deer just got hoofed in the fucking snooter because he wanted to eat an apple. Yeah, that shit sucks. And so I threw another one over, and the little one didn't see it or like wouldn't pay attention. And I was like, oh, I was trying shit. to. And then the other, the big one went over and ate the other apple. I was like, look, you're gonna uh, have you're gonna have to get better than this, kid. Yeah, but you're not gonna make it very long mm-hmm. out here in the tough streets of fucking Sonoma. So even like the connection with that, like having a moment with the deer and i think i've talked about my moments with the deer before you have lots of them <laughs> yeah, they're with just random animals uh-huh. man you're definitely like a real fucking padre kino or something Who's like that padre kino he was one of the um like a doolito uh, he's the wrong padre dude but he's one of the um the monks that came through southern arizona okay. he helped explore it he's not the one who's good with animals though i think that was like a cc or something mm. anyway it's some weird catholic like Got some it. crazy catholic <laughs> shit but one of the monks is like this this saint of like animals, and that's you. You you put a statue of him in the yard in the culture I grew up in. Oh. So the animals would come kick it with him. Right. Right. No, they're they're cool. Yeah, they're that cool was a me. weird weird path. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying you're regular Doctor Doolittle, dude. I don't know. So I mean, whatever. I just try to find connections with with the world around me in general. I mean, I don't know. Absolutely. I, I mean, corny, we, but. It's not, it is, but it's not because <laughs> we got to live on it. We got to live here. We got to keep being fucking alive till we're not alive. So mm-hmm. might as well appreciate some of it. I mean, like 
some people don't have to go to the extent you go to, which isn't very far. I mean, it's not like you're out there bird watching or anything. I've thought about getting some binoculars. No, oh, man, bird watchers are <laughs> shady as fuck, dude. Uh, I would be interested if there's any bird watchers out there. Like, what's a good? I know nobody can see my beginners. sarcastic smile that I'm just like, yo, bird watchers are stay away, shady. man. The bad news, Hanging heavy out. drinkers, lurking in the trees. Nah, man, it's, yeah, it's. It's good to have a connectivity to anything around you, be it nature or a creative action, or even just reading, getting invested in a story. You know, we watched a movie yesterday called Midsummer. Yeah. I was going to horn this in at some point. And while I'm watching this fucking wild ass movie, which I love, by the way, it was like almost three hours long. It's gross. It's real gross but and it was loud. Good. I loved it. It was good. But while I was watching it, I realized, wow, man, we're just having a story told to us like you break it down to its basic Mm -hmm. shit like we're all just humans who want to hear a good story breaking bad tv show is just a good story it's all stories you know you know it's like the equivalent of my mom reading to me except my mom never read to me when i was a kid so (laughs) like it was like me watching the muppet show or something Mm -hmm. you know you know but i guess the idea is even being connected to that in a sense this connectivity this human connectivity like someone had to come up with this story and you had you get to listen to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, I do. We can be jaded. We can be assholes. And be like, yeah, it's all about making money. But fuck, man, it appeals to you. Even watching like America's Got Talent or something. If if this the guy who sings has this hardship and it makes you cry, fucking cry. Fuck yeah, love it. Own it. You're a human being. You get to do that. Don't let me judge you. I will judge you, but don't, <laughs> don't let, let me. Though. Yeah, there you go. No. You heard it here first. Jerry says, go watch America's Got Talent and have Yeah, dude, that Puddles. He had that, that Puddles clown on there. Mm-hmm. I cried like a motherfucker. I watched the clip on YouTube. But I didn't watch it on TV because mm-hmm. I can't fuck with America's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, man. I can't fuck with any of that shit. I don't like watching them be judged. It makes me mad. Um, like, don't. But then I'll get on here. I am saying I'm going to judge your ass. Yeah. But I just. I don't like when they're mean to someone who gets up. Like American Idol used to piss me off because these people had, first of all, they were misguided in thinking that this is the way to get to to become a successful musician instead of actually just doing the work. A. And B, when people really sang really well and thought they had beautiful voices and that British guy was just like, your voice is shit on the street. You should fucking die. Like, I'd be like, damn, dog. Yeah. Oh, did you lose me? No, no, you're good. Oh. Um. Yeah, I. That Simon Cowell's rude is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's, he is rude. I was just gonna say is like finding a way, like when I, the moments and when I can have a good cry and feel you know get get and get in touch with myself, get connected with my emotions, is like right. when I've been I've been running and there'll be a certain song that'll come on and I I put uh... them on there, and there's one that it's and this is gonna sound totally ridiculous but I'm gonna tell you. Um, is and it's a slow song because not all the running songs are going to be fast because sometimes you just got to slow it down, right? right? And there's this nine minute ballad by David Gray, and it's a cover of a soft cell song called Say Hello and Wave Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad, and it's about like unrequited love and like finding love and losing love and not making right. it and all this stuff, but like. And it's great to kind of find like a nice slow rhythm of a jog. And that's when I find like when that song comes on and I'm just like, oh my God. It's a... And it just feels really good. And I can kind of get some of that poison out. I know. I know. No, it's beautiful. But... I, I imagine you running through a vineyard in Sonoma just that's... crying your ass off to a cover of a fucking soft cell song. Yeah. 
That's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that, You are fucking Gen X. You are so Generation X. That's exactly what it is. It's great, though. I mean, yeah, I do that. Mm-hmm. It's just a connectivity with anything around you, whether it overwhelms you or doesn't. I mean, with beauty or rote repetition, it's. I think just being connected with just the experience of being alive. Because what, I feel like when we drink and when we're in active addiction and active alcoholism, we're not experiencing life at all. We're just experiencing the treadmill. The drugs you know. or the yeah yeah the drugs the veil and the treadmill you're just w- waking up having Groundhog's Day over and over again with extra shit to make it harder constantly mm-hmm. you know whereas like I feel like within recovery and sobriety like I get to fucking see shit now you know so yeah. fuck it let's do it you know let's mount up right up thanks again for listening our music as always is by Neglect you can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.